I could eat a peach for hours. I could eat a peach for hours. I could eat a peach for I could eat a peach for hours. Matt, I, Matt, Matt, what what are you talking about? What are you doing? I'm Caster Troy. You're who? I'm Caster Troy! I'm Caster Troy! I'm Caster Troy! <laughs> okay, <laughs> and welcome back to Ready, uh, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, music, comics, and culture, and apparently peaches. I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm your handsome host, Anthony. <laughs> and I'm Caster Troy, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> uh, we've got a fun show for you tonight, some uh, cool things that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, uh, we heard that Joker was going to be debuting at the Venice Film Festival. It did. It did. But we went on vacation to the other Venice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you follow our Instagram page, which I know all of you true reviewers love to do, we took a week off last week. Technically speaking, took a week off. Um, well, we uh, took a little vacation with our lady friends uh, out in Venice Beach. Uh, it was yep. interesting because we were supposed to go – we had this trip planned for months. We were supposed to go down to Sanibel Island in Florida, and, uh, well, Hurricane Dorian put the kibosh on that. So we were like, well, fuck it. Let's just yeah. go to Venice <laughs> Beach. We'll go, to, we'll go to Venice Beach, California. <laughs> go to the opposite coast. <laughs> and, uh, man, what a time it was. It was just such a great experience. We got a chance to do a tour of the WB lot. Which for us, movie buffs, just like you true reviewers, I'm sure that, it, I mean, it, it was an amazing experience for us. Um, they had this dope, I don't even know what to call it, garage, warehouse, whatever. And it literally had every single Batmobile that was there. Even the, the shitty ones. Yeah, even the, the shitty ones from the Joel Schumacher movies and... Um, and they did have the one from Tim Burton's Batman, which was really cool, yeah. and the one from uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, it was really cool to see uh, the best mobile, of course, the Tim Burton one, because that one they actually had the like the canopy open, and you could yeah, see inside. Yeah. Um, and they had uh, the thing that fascinated me the most was they were the guy, the tour guide was telling us about how you know there's a little information on all the actual Batmobiles, and um, all of them were actually drivable cars. Um, you know, I think one they said, you know, they're built on frames of regular cars and so on and so forth. Um, but the, uh, I can't remember, was it the, the Robin cycle or the Batgirl cycle that he said could actually get up to like 220 miles an hour or something like that? Yeah, it was the Batgirl cycle. It's so insane. Yeah, so the Batgirl cycle was apparently the fastest, followed by the Batman versus Superman yep. car, which also could get up to like 180 or 200 miles an hour. And I would just like to point out the extreme lack of creativity on the Zack Snyder side of things because <laughs> looking at all the Batmobiles in one location like that yeah. really put it into perspective for me about how unique each Batman movie was in terms of their Batmobiles and their Bat vehicles. And say what you will about the Joel Schumacher movies, the two Batmobiles that were in each of those movies and even like the Robin cycle were pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they were, like, they were awesome. Yeah, they were really cool. And yeah. not to say that the Zack Snyder Batmobile was not cool, but when you – I hadn't actually even realized this until seeing them in the same room together. It's like – 
the exact same fucking thing as the Chris Nolan Batmobile. Yeah, as the Tumblr. There yeah, was like zero was... creativity involved. That they made it a little bit like sleeker looking, like narrowed the front end a little bit, made yeah, it less and lowered like a it tank. Down. Yeah, yeah, lowered it. But it's like the exact same thing. Like, yeah, give me a fucking break. Yeah, it really was. And just uh, made me hate that movie even more. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was cool to find out that it was one of the fastest cars, but I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. It looked exactly like the Tumblr. And it was you know? cool. Actually, again, speaking of garbage movies, we both really liked the, uh, Joker car mm -hmm. that had like a two second mm -hmm. appearance in Suicide Squad. Yeah. That was really fucking, I mean, you know, again, shitty movie, but a cool, pretty fucking cool car. <laughs> yeah. Really cool car. I mean, it wasn't actually a Lamborghini. It was right. just a Lamborghini like kit. It was yeah. just like the body of a Lamborghini. I think it was on like like the engine of like a Toyota Corolla yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. That's what they said. What I thought was really cool was I remember when I first watched that movie, like remember how it looked like it had that iridescent finish yeah. on it? Yeah. I just assumed that was like CGI and fancy editing, but seeing it in person, it the car is it's like iridescent paint. The car yeah. is actually like that exact color. Yeah, and I really you know, again, I'm I was a fan of the the Joker from the Suicide Squad movie. I know that's a, a little bit controversial. I'm like, with you on that one. You know, I was I was a fan of the way that he played the character and especially that scene where Joker and Harley Quinn are in the car and they're shooting at Batman through the roof yeah. and everything. You know, in, in my opinion, uh, that's one of the best scenes in the entire movie. It's the only good scene yeah. in the entire movie as far as all, I'm concerned. All of the Batman scenes were the best scenes. Yeah. Like, yeah, that one especially. Oh, really okay, the Deadshot scene of Batman, that was cool too. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. So the flashbacks are the only cool parts of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. Oh, man, such yeah. hot garbage. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk, though. I'm sure you guys are wondering why we're or I was screaming like an idiot um, <laughs> lines from the legendary John Woo movie face off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, legendary movie more infamous than legendary. I dude. Think. Okay. You bite your tongue. That is all like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta ridiculousness aside. That's a legitimately good movie. That is just a boldface lie. No, man. I mean, I mean, good. Okay, let, let's let's clarify what I mean by good. It's watchable. It's enter It's extremely entertaining. Okay, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, here's one. I'll tell you one thing I like about that movie. Okay, what's that? It's being a John Woo movie. The uh -huh. action is just like top notch. The story is, like, completely ridiculous, where he literally, they cut one guy's face off and put it, it completely ridiculous. Like, <laughs> just, like, let's not even touch that. And let's not even touch that their body style, yeah, their body completely shapes were completely different. different. Completely so it wasn't different. just like they put on the face, they switched their entire body, yeah. which didn't make sense. Yeah, completely like, different. Okay, well, go ahead. But it's one of the last movies I can remember from that era where, like, I, I can't even think of a single scene that is very obviously CGI'd. Yeah. Like the it's like pure action stuntmen, like shit is actually getting blown up. Like I especially think of that scene where the, the in the finale when they're on the boat and the boat speeds into the shore and it goes crashing and explodes and they're flying through the air, right? Like that's it's obviously not John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, but even the fact that you can clearly see that it's their stuntmen being catapulted through the air with a boat exploding behind them, it's just so cool. Like you don't yeah. see that's like one of the things that made the Nolan movies so good. Yep. Everyone's yeah. like, How did Christopher Nolan flip a truck? How did he make how did he make that happen? Uh he flipped the fucking yeah, truck. He actually like, did it. Yeah. yeah, he actually did it. And the Russo brothers did the same thing in Civil War. And they yep. they flipped that truck through the, the overpass or whatever in the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah, you mean in the exact same way that Christopher well, Nolan like, did? 
did it. Whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it's made it, hey, listen, art imitates life or whatever. That. Right, yeah, or something like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> Although so, I don't think I've ever seen a semi-trailer <laughs> flip end over end like that. <laughs> no, no, probably not possible. No. Um, so the news came out that they, uh, I think it was I think it was Universal, or, no, Paramount. Paramount no, no, Pictures Paramount. is uh, officially, has officially greenlit a, I'm not going to call it a reboot, because I think the technical term here would be remake of Face Off. Right. And fuck you guys. Like, well, just fuck heard, you guys. I've also heard that it could be a semi-sequel as well, where there may be a cameo appearance by Nicolas Cage and or uh, John Travolta. Do you do you listen to yourself when you talk? That's I read what it. What could they know? I'm not saying you're incorrect, but what could they make a sequel about? I mean, I don't know. What like, is it like? The <laughs> the daughter like gets her face taken off, who and like would have thought that this movie needed to make have a remake. This well, that's well, that's the point I was gonna make. It's like this is one of those movies that it's so perfectly good and bad at the same time that you just it's a perfect movie in that regard like it's like point break yeah. remember when they remade point oh, break it was terrible yeah it was awful everybody yeah. hated it. it was completely forgettable yeah. because point break is not a movie that needed to be remade there are some movies that just don't need a remake they just no. don't no they 100 percent don't and this is one of those movies i mean like you said it, it legitimately is an entertaining movie yeah right and in there's no reason that they should have ever made a remake of this no. like no way. Where are, where are Jay and Silent Bob when you need them to stop yeah. this fucking reboot God. from getting made? It's so – it's like such an awful idea. And I mean like – because it's – because you know what? I, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like one of the reasons why um, Face Off was so good was because like, you know, whether they intended it to or not, and I, I really think they did. Yeah. There's like this level of camp in the movie that it just takes it from being like a serious bad movie to a bad good movie, you know what yeah, I mean? It's 100%. like, like it clearly yeah. doesn't take itself all that seriously, and that's what makes it good. But like with this movie, it would be like remaking, I don't know, Beastmaster, right? Like you, you because Beastmaster was made in a time that movies are not made that way anymore, with like actual costumes, you know, with the 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 rubber schlock costumes that yep. were there, and just. The whole element of it, you can't remake that movie modern day because it just doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? And same thing with Face Off. Like, it's not going to be as good a movie with these big special effects and everything like that. You need it to be a real movie. Exactly. And I know that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go... Uh, they're going to go super serious. They're going to make it like very gritty and very dark. Yeah. And it's probably yeah. going to have like lots of cursing in it, you know, and yeah. be Who maybe like overly gory. Because they would need two big actors right now. Unless it's The Rock. It's going to be The Rock and if, Jason Statham. Yeah, if it's not, <laughs> dude, oh my God. If it was The Rock and Jason Statham, that would be the right way to now do Now that movie, movie I would go that see. That movie I would go see. I would go see that. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. That, that is a 100% movie. And it's just supposed to be like believable that like oh you just changed your face yeah but you seemingly gained two hundred yeah. pounds of muscle into <laughs> so like, like like an extra six, six inches, inches like yeah. <laughs> you gained six inches in height and an extra two hundred pounds of muscle uh, perfect yeah that's the way if they're going to do remake this movie 
It should definitely be a comedy. Can you? I, I was just gonna say, can you imagine if they do it like that, where like Jason Statham yeah. goes becomes like goes into the Rock's body or whatever, and then it's like all of a sudden like his body just starts shutting down because Jason Statham doesn't realize he needs to eat like seven pounds of cod, you know, <laughs> and like day. yeah, and then get up at four a.m. and do like you know, like, into the Iron Paradise. His body just starts shutting down because he doesn't eat the way the Rock does. <laughs> Man, that would be so awesome. Or even better, you call it Face Off, but you make it more like Freaky Friday. Yeah. Where they oh, just God. They, they, exactly they, their minds get switched and instead like, of their body. The Rock is in Jason Statham's body, and he has like a Keanu Reeves Matrix moment. He goes, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden oh, the Rock knows how to God. do Kung Fu. <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. Uh, would be see, awesome. once again, Paramount. Just like the WB, you can learn a thing or two from us here at Ready, Set, Review. We know yeah, what we're talking listen, about. WB has been listening to us and taking our advice, and they are going to make a buttload of money. In fact, tonight, on the night that we are recording this, is the first episode of Batgirl that's going to be coming out. And, uh, I mean, that's really exciting. And oh, it's shit, gonna I didn't be realize. Lead, yeah, it's going to be leading into Crisis on Infinite Earths. Wait, one more funny thing about the WB studio <laughs> I just remembered. So all throughout the studio, obviously, they've got murals and things hanging around, um, you know, for some of their most famous on-screen characters. And Anthony and I couldn't help but notice that one of those famous on-screen characters was <laughs> Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. And it's like... Christopher Reeve was nowhere to be found. Henry Cavill was everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, if I were to go there three years ago, I would have said that made sense because that's back when they were fully on board with Henry Cavill Superman. But now I think yeah. they should probably swap that out for somebody else. Especially, like, I think that The Witcher show on Netflix is going to come out, and it's going to blow everyone away, and nobody is going to think of him as Superman anymore. I totally agree. Yeah, nobody yeah. is. Well, I think people are already stopping thinking about him because Shazam was so good, yeah. and the Superman cameo in Shazam was from the neck down, yeah. so you, and, you, and you could very obviously tell that the guy in the suit was not Henry Cavill. Man. Like, it was so obvious. I'm going to go out on a limb here, okay? And I'm going to say they should, during this soft reboot that they have of uh, of the of the DCEU, bring in Brandon Ruth as Superman. Bring him back as Superman and into the new universe. So I'm glad you said that because here's something I've been thinking about. We've talked a lot about this crisis on Infinite Earth crossover that's happening on the CW and the fact that uh, guys like Kevin Conroy – Brandon Ruth, possibly Mark Hamill, lots of characters that have appeared in either DC shows or DC movies over the years are coming in for this crisis. It's not just TV characters, it's right. also movie characters. Right. And we haven't heard a lot of news about much else. And it's in, going to be five episodes right. instead of three like Elseworlds. Right. Elseworlds was only, only three, three episodes. This so, is going to be five. So I've been wondering lately if If we're still recording. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? It was... <laughs> Two reviewers, yeah. a look behind the curtain. Welcome back. I've been wondering <laughs> if they are waiting to see just how successful and how well-received this Crisis on Infinite Earth thing is to go more 
all in on the idea of multiverse in the movies. But here's the thing, because, I mean, obviously they're doing multiverse in the movies with Justice League, and they're trying to bring it all into one universe, but... They're, but see, well, they're not doing multiverse, And right? that's so, just our speculation. We're, like, pretty sure that's what they're doing, but they haven't confirmed that. I mean, it's it seems to be pretty clear. Well, I mean, yeah, to us. So, uh, so Wonder Woman comes out next year, correct? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the... Are there two movies coming out next year, or is it just Wonder Woman? Um, oh, no, and uh, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is coming out next year. Oh, uh, God. Uh. <laughs> Man, it's I've I heard, just got sick. Man, I've heard that Ewan McGregor is really good in that movie. Wait, can I tell you the news I heard about Birds of Prey though? All right, well, go just, ahead. Not to go off on a tangent here, but you Too just made, so you just made me think of that uh, this article I read the other day about Birds of Prey, and it really had me laughing uh, because apparently Birds of Prey. The rumor is Birds of Prey is going through some massive reshoots right now, and the reason yeah, I heard that too. the reason behind did you hear the reason behind them though? No. Okay. So the reason behind them is just, it's so good. So apparently there is this whole subplot where Black Mask is like flamboyantly gay. Okay. And he's, uh, what was it? It was something about he had like kitty porn pics of, uh, of, uh, oh God, what is the, what is the other uh, chick that's going to be in the movie now? Oh, not Harley Quinn. Not Harley Quinn, oh, one of the other girls. The Huntress? Uh, the Huntress, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and he had, like, kitty porn pics of her or something. And, like, okay. and one of the plot points is that Harley Quinn and, like, the other uh, girls in the movie are teaming up to, like, remove the... I, I, don't, I don't even know. It was so... It was so ridiculous. Like so, I, I mean, even with the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, like, why wouldn't that be okay? That's a real life thing. Who knows? Like, who knows, man? Uh, this is the WB I mean, and yeah, DC I mean, we're talking I guess about, man. Maybe if the maybe the problem is is that he was too good as the character, and they thought, okay, we're going to use him as a one off. He'll be with this character, and we'll just kill him off. Very similar to the way that the Joker wasn't supposed to be the main character right. in The Dark Knight. It right. was supposed to be Two-Face, and the Joker was just supposed to be their ancillary. Right. Right? And that's why they left the Joker and they killed Two-Face is because they actually switched it. Yep. And they – because uh, Heath Ledger just did such a good job playing the Joker that they wanted to be able to continue the character. Right. Exactly. So I could see something like that, but like – yeah, I get it. It's a super duper sensitive subject, but I mean, this is fantasy. This is this is why you go to the movies is to be able to, you know, see those fantastic things. You know, it could be it could be the same reason um, or when we were talking about a couple weeks ago with the hunt and the reason they canceled it. Yeah, for all well, of its you know real world political like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've heard more and more about people who have seen that movie and like what that movie was really about. And I, I guess it was pretty, like, it was it was pretty sharp. It was pretty sharp, pretty controversial. And, I want to uh, watch everything. it so much. <laughs> makes me want to watch it so much Seriously. more. Seriously. So oh, my more. God. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, hey, so while we're on the topic of Batman shit, have you read about the plot details that are that have been leaked, quote-unquote, for yeah, the Batman movie? Yeah, leaked, but I've, I've heard the, essentially the plot details that I read were the same kind of plot details that I heard when the movie was first, like, making its rounds. Oh, no, see, I read some new information yesterday. 
Okay, so what I've heard is that Batman, the Batman movie, yep. is going to essentially be not so much a Batman movie, very similar to the way that the Joker is right, right. now. And it's going to be much more about Bruce Wayne, and it's going to be a detective story, right? And it's going to be more about how Batman is the world's greatest detective, yep. which we talked about before. Sounds pretty cool. Yep. But that's what I've always heard is going on. And I read an article recently, and it just basically just said that over again. So what have, what have you heard? So pretty much exactly that. The only addition to it, which is where I'm, I, where I get to start to get concerned more about this movie, more so than I was already, it's apparently going to have like eight villains in it. And but okay. the villains though okay. are there very much kind of like yeah. the Hush storyline. It sounds right. like right. where each villain plays a very minor part, but they're connected to the larger um, mystery that he is trying to solve. What if? What if? What if that's really it? What if what? they're doing Hush? What if uh, really, uh, like, what if that's what it is? I mean, that would be kind of cool. Right? So now it takes it from being stupid to like, oh, wait a minute. That's actually kind of cool. Okay. If they're actually doing Hush. Now, I know they just did the animated version. Right. And I wasn't really the biggest fan of the animated version, which I hated because I really wanted to like it, and I didn't. And that's very frustrating. But, um... If they did it live action, I think it could be way cooler. I agree because it is very much like in the comic books. You know, there's not as, in, the, in the comic book hush. There's not as much action as certainly not as much as the animated movie made it seem to be. You know, there's the big scene with Superman in the comic books, and a couple of smaller action scenes. There's not a lot of it's more. It's much more on the detective side of things yeah and you you're know? trying to figure out yeah. who is the huh. one that's manipulating all of the bad guys and knows as much as they do i'm on board with that theory i now, like that idea here's the other theory right now they don't have a superman they don't have a superman henry cable's out right. maybe most likely definitely definitely he's gone <laughs> but now let's say they wait to shoot the superman scene from hush until late next year so it comes out in 2021, but by late next year, they've announced who is going to be the next Superman. And you do a cameo appearance of the person who's yep. going to be the next Superman, and you get him on screen right away as Superman because he's yeah. only in a small part of that movie. Yep. And you have him stay just a very small part of the movie and, and just go. It's like they did with uh, Tom Holland in Civil War. Exactly. He was cast, exactly. and like the movie was coming out in exactly. like two months. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think I, that's a really good idea. I mean, I don't know if I give DC that much credit. That's a, <laughs> a very good idea, though. It could be. It could be good. For those of you who aren't familiar, the Hush storyline, and I think we've talked about it before, but the Hush storyline is essentially a storyline where uh, Bruce Wayne um, is friends with – he has a very close friend named Thomas Elliot. Redcon! Yeah, so he has a very, yeah, very close friend. I remember the first time I read that, I'm like – who? Yeah, Thomas Who the Elliot. Fuck is Thomas yeah, Elliot. Why, where did he yeah. come from? Why has he never been mentioned before? Yeah, so. Anyway, go on. But anyway, so, and essentially, there is a new villain who enters the arena. Uh, there's a new villain who comes in and he's manipulating all of Batman's, uh, like, villains' guild. Yeah. Right? So it's got Catwoman, it's got Poison Ivy, it's got the Riddler, it's got the Joker, Superman gets controlled by Poison Ivy, it's got Bane, it's got Clayface, it's got literally every single one of, of oh, Batman's oh, rogues gallery. Oh, 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 this is so exciting. Right? Guys, I get to correct Anthony, he's wrong. Wait, who didn't they have? In the, comic, have? in the comic books, in the comic books, Bane was not in it. It was Killer Croc. 
Oh, that that's opening right. Scene. And it, they replaced him we, for and banned right, the movie. in the movie. That's right. It oh, was Killer Croc. Oh. I win one okay, so, to nothing. Me, so anyway, all right, all right. So <laughs> extreme nerdery aside, so essentially Batman is fighting against his entire rogues gallery, and then there's a couple of different twist endings, which we won't give away because they're essential to the storyline, and you figure out <laughs> who the, the bad guy is, right? <laughs> we won't give away the twist. We'll give away the twist to every movie ever made, <laughs> but we're not going to tell you what happened well, in this comic that was written 17 years ago. Okay, so so it ends up being – so Hush is the bad guy, and he's a guy, and he's got bandages all wrapped around his face. And then Hush is revealed to be uh, the Riddler, and then it's found out that it's not the Riddler. And then it's revealed to be Jason Todd, and then it's found out that it's not Jason Todd. And then it's finally revealed to be Thomas Elliot, his longtime friend from when he was a kid. Yep. And apparently held a grudge because uh, something about Bruce Wayne's father. And yeah, like, I honestly, yeah, I you remember. know, that's like a really key element <laughs> to the story, but that's like the least memorable part of the story. Yeah, it's because he had a real. I think it's dumb. Yeah, no, it's it totally dumb. dumb. He yeah. had a real stupid reason for hating yeah. Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. it was, I think it was in it, again retcon. Yeah, total retcon. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's parents. But anyway. So if they do that storyline where they have all the rogues gallery that are there, they make it very much like a detective story, they bring in a cameo from Superman, and then you have a good twist ending with a cool villain, boom. That sounds like a $500 million movie right there. I'd want to go for like at least 700 It's uh, Batman. I, it's, well, you know. Yeah. If you make a <laughs> we'll Batman, see how the Joker does. Yeah, if you make a Batman movie nowadays and you can't crack like the billion-dollar mark, you've made a bad Batman movie. Uh, more easily cracked a billion dollar mark, I should say, because Batman vs Superman technically cracked a billion dollars, but yeah, that's because people are idiots. Um, uh, yeah, the movie was not good. So uh, had really cool scenes. So I I liked the Hush animated movie. Okay, I thought it was good. Well, it that's just like your opinion, man. I mean, and as we always say, <laughs> everyone's entitled to their opinion, even when they're wrong. So you're entitled to your opinion, even yeah. when you're wrong. I mean, so you're so you're right about how they did. Uh, they took some very large liberties with the story here and instead of which is okay yeah and instead of giving you the old like switcheroo where in the comic books at first it was the riddler and then it was jason todd and then it was actually the real guy it's just the riddler but it's like the riddler in a stupid way because he's and then this to be clear this is the part of the movie the only part of the movie i did not like so it's actually the riddler in the movie and he had recently gone into the Lazarus pit because he was dying from some sort of cancer or something. And the Lazarus pit gave him, you know, like superpowers, basically. And he has like, oh my god, it was so lame. He fucking took the bandages off and he had the fucking question mark like tattooed into his forehead. Yep. Just like Bullseye like did bullseye. in the Daredevil yeah, movie. Like oh, it was so yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, it was, oh, it was so, so dumb. dumb. Yeah, and he not, has like, and, like and, and all of a sudden, I guess, so the Lazarus pit not only gives you powers, it also teaches you how to fight. Because, yeah. like, he was able to go toe-to-toe with Batman. like, And it just – it that was the only part I didn't like. But then they redeemed themselves when Catwoman just fucking straight-up murdered Riddler. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely a cool scene. And, like, I was happy to see Riddler die because, like, I was done with the movie. I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I was actually I, I was actually kind of hoping that there would still be the twist and then there wasn't. And the movie just ends. And that's when I was just, like, so angry. I yeah. I'm going to go play basketball now. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't picked up a basketball in like 20 years. Yeah, man, it was just it. a joke, okay? These are the jokes. <laughs> These are the jokes. 
You're welcome. Uh. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, so speaking of the Joker, though, too, let's talk about the fucking hype this movie is getting. So, yeah, Joker has got a, just a ton of hype. And if you haven't heard about it, I'm very surprised. Um, it was just it was just debuted in the Venice Film Festival. And from what I've read from multiple different sources, it got an eight minute standing ovation. At yeah. The end. The hype is real now, man. The hype is real. Um, the hype is real. Although, so here's the – and it won the Golden Lion Award. Yes, um, and, and it won the Golden Lion Award. So here's the interesting thing about this. I, I just found this out today. Um, the Rotten Tomato score as of a few days ago was like 92, I think. Yeah, it was definitely up there. Yeah. I saw it at 86. Yeah. yeah. Um, and – it is now currently – I just looked before the show. It's now currently sitting at a 79, mm-hmm. and not a whole lot of time has passed since the Venice Film Festival premiere and right now. So I read um, – uh, my friend of the show, Parker, was talking to me in the Rotten Tomatoes League, and he was saying he's listening to this podcast about how there is a – let's call them a conglomerate of critics that are signaling to okay. each other to give the Joker uh, low scores, low ratings because of their dislike – of Todd Phillips. Okay, so now that begs the question, right? Because Rotten Tomatoes changed their policy on voting on movies until after the movie came out. So it doesn't let fans vote on movies and give their opinion about movies until after the movie comes out. Right. But if you're a certified critic, you, you can, can do it. Yep. Right. So it begs the question, was it the critics the whole time that were maybe getting the fans or stirring the fans to do these things? They were putting out reviews and their fans too, like they're because certain critics have fans, right? When you agree with a critic, yeah. you read their stuff all the time, or even sometimes when you disagree with them, but with their now they've got their fans and they're like, hey, let's give this movie bad reviews. And let's make sure it doesn't do well. And, you know, I don't think you're that far off on it because this reminds me of something we used to say in the show a lot. We haven't actually said it for a while. Don't ever, ever, ever listen to critics. Go and form your own opinion of the movie because there are far too many critics out there that can't, for lack of a better term, see the forest for the trees and just can't get past what certain movies are supposed to be. We've said this before. Not every movie is going to be some sort of deep philosophical journey and social commentary. Like not that's just how not some some movies are just not made to be that way. Right. Some people just want to go out, they have a story and they want to tell the story. They have no additional agenda, no point they're trying to get across. They just have an idea for a story and that's what they're trying to tell. And that very much seems to me like what Joker is. I, I really highly doubt that there's any like you know you can interpret it in one way but i'm I'm fairly certain that todd phillips did not have the intention to comment on society more just make a really good movie with an interesting character an interesting story and now these critics that are coming out and shitting all over it are there are a couple of reviews that i read where they're shitting all over it they make specific mention to todd phillips quote failure to convey any sort of message in his movie or convey the wrong message right and right. it's like, well, maybe that's what he wasn't trying to do. So, like, fuck off. Like, get off my dick. Like, you know? How can it go from getting an eight-minute standing ovation at a prestigious film festival like the Venice Film Festival and then have only a 79%? I mean, I guess, like, when you go to a film festival, you want more artistic films, and it's not for the mainstream audience. And so maybe that's what this really is. 
Because, I mean, it looks like it's much more of an artistic film. I think I think most critics are just fucking hacks. That's, I think, what it, what it, what it comes down to, man. I, I, don't, I don't really see... Uh, I don't really see any other way to explain it. Like yeah. critics, you know, they look for it. And I get, you know, and, and to be fair, that's what movie criticism is. Like, you know, people have this misconception sometimes that movie critics should be telling you what to think. And if you let them do that, then that's just your fucking fault. They should just be letting you know their opinion, just like we let you know our opinions all the time. That's just our opinion, man. Yeah, man. And you should go and formulate your own opinion. You know, definitely go out and like, especially, especially nowadays, because the the cinema, you know, is obviously it, it's a lot. It's it's getting much more expensive, and it's it's really becoming a little bit ridiculous in certain places to go see movies. But I mean, for certain films, like you definitely should go out and try and get a chance to see them, uh, because I mean, you know, that's just having that experience and, and being in the theater. You know, definitely, uh, definitely worth it. Uh, moving on, though, moving on, going from movies, or I guess staying on movies. Um, we're gonna skip around a little bit here, um, <laughs> because we've gone off way on a tangent, and we had a whole list of things that we were gonna talk yeah. about, and we haven't talked about any of them. You know so what? Though I like going right. off on tangents. It feels it feels very natural because it's all relevant. Yeah. It's all relevant. I like how we, we should just stop writing, like, formulas for the show. It's I not, disagree. It's not working. <laughs> um, so anyway, so moving away but staying with movies, uh, the trailer came out today for uh, Camino, and that or El Camino, and that is the Breaking Bad movie, uh, which the trailer essentially, it was much more of a teaser trailer. They called it a trailer this time. Like, they had their teaser uh, a couple weeks ago that came out right at the uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and then this one now comes out. But it's not really a trailer. It's just really scenes from Breaking Bad, the show. And it just kind of takes you through Jesse and, like, all of the hardship that he went through throughout the entire show and, like, all of the different things. So, I mean, it's going to be a movie about Jesse. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it, but, I mean, Matt, what do you think? Uh, I, I couldn't be any less excited for this movie. <laughs> I, I think it's a terrible fucking idea. I think there's absolutely no need to give us a story about what the fuck happens to Jesse Pinkman after the end of Breaking Bad. I think his story was wrapped up just fucking fine. And, uh, yeah, and I think the fact that the trailer, the quote trailer, quote trailer yeah. is just a bunch of Star Wars-style fucking nostalgia to get yeah. you all hyped up to see this movie yep. speaks to me how bad this movie is going to fucking be. Man, Netflix has knocked it out of the park on some occasions. Dude, that Netflix has like seven percent good original content. You know how much original content is on Netflix that just sucks and that you don't watch? Yeah, that yeah. is just awful. Like yeah, it's unwatchable. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah, I tried to watch that show Paradise PD. Oh yeah. Um, no way. and it's like a. I think it was supposed to be kind of like an Archer knockoff. Okay. But it just goes like. It is just way because like, Archer is you know it's foul and it's dirty and it's lewd, but it's done in a very like not tasteful but like like smart. It's done in a smart way, yeah. but it's not highbrow. And it's overly still overly comedic, like overly comedic. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, it's it's very comedic. yeah. It's all about timing and the jokes and the delivery. Like it's all dick and fart jokes, you know, like <laughs> lewd shit. And it's it's certainly not highbrow humor, but it comes off that way because of the way it's delivered. Uh, never and Paradise PD was just like. You know, 
just a, a dick in your face. Like, there's no yeah. joke to it. Yeah. It's just getting smacked in the face with a fucking cock. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so awful. And there's and that's not the only bad. I'm just using that as an example. I've watched many other things on Netflix that are just as bad. Oh, yeah. There's so many of their original movies and original series that... But, like, when you're them, like, you have so much content that you're putting out, so might as well just put it out and, hey... Even if you have a small cult audience, yeah, you know, totally. maybe it'll grow. I support you know? that. Yeah, definitely. It's like South Park even made an episode about that. Where yeah, was yeah, yeah. South Park makes an episode about it. Uh, it was always so funny because they always say Simpsons did it, but really it was South Park that did it. Um, yeah, no. So, like, I, I'm excited. I think, you know, I, I think they can do a good job. I, I really – but, like, it, it's kind of like Face Off and like Point Break. Like you don't need the, it. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It, like why? Why alter it? No, you didn't. You didn't do a sequel to the Mona Lisa, right? There was no Mona Lisa <laughs> too, right? Like you didn't need it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's that. That that is probably the the first thing I would say about that is that yeah, it's it's, it's unnecessary. It's just just let it lie. Yeah. Let it lie, bro. It's good. Yeah. Oh well, what are you gonna do? It, we, we we reserve judgment until we see it, obviously. But, um, I mean, everything that was great about the show is, like, gone. So now you have Jesse, and you're going to be introducing all new characters. I mean, like, it could be good, yeah. but I don't know. But it's, be, it's, 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 it's interesting. So, you know, what is happening on Netflix, though, that I'm actually excited about. What's that? And by happening, I mean it's not going to come for, like, at least in a year and a half. Yeah. Um, a He-Man series. Oh. You might as well call baby. it a reboot. Animated. The Power helmed, of Grayskull. Helmed by... Favorite podcast listener, Ready Set Review, Debonair, the Kevin Smith. Whoa. <laughs> so Kevin Smith is doing a new He-Man series. I could not be more excited. Wow. And, I, and this is coming from a guy that doesn't really like He-Man, but I love Kevin Smith. And yeah. I know that everything Kevin Smith does, he puts his heart and soul into, and he, more so than most people, actually reads and respects or watches the source material oh 100 percent. and there, yeah i mean there's nobody who has more of like also a a childlike mindset right where he's going to be able to do it in a fun yet serious way where it's going to have a little bit for the more mature audience it's going to have a little bit for you know the kids right i mean she-ra has done very well on netflix have you watched that yet because i haven't i have not but i yeah. know it's in its third season i think and and you know we were talking about this before the show um one one show i did watch on netflix was voltron yes so I voltron the, was awesome i watched the first two seasons i think the, the third season but that show was great yeah like a, a, a completely awesome very true to the original very well done remake of a classic cartoon show so we were talking before the show we think netflix should make this their little niche here and start pulling in a lot of those shows now these are things that actually could use remakes because you know Story and, you know, voice acting aside, the animation back in the day left a lot to be desired. <laughs> so can you oh, imagine wow. if Netflix just starts picking up all these other properties and gives us, like, a Thundercats remake, That'd a fucking cool. uh, G.I. Joe yeah, remake? Joe like would be awesome. That would be – hell, man, give us fucking Captain Planet, man. Like, yeah. all of those cartoon shows that we grew up on and, like, absolutely loved, like, yeah. that would be so cool for them to start remake because they, they've done it – you know, uh, you said we said She-Ra is good. I'll take your word for it. I can tell you for a fact that Voltron was good. Just keep it going. Like, yeah. that would be so I, awesome. I watched the uh, Ultraman anime, and I actually really liked it. I mean, it, oh. it had good parts. It had good parts and bad. 
I wasn't a biggest fan of the way that the animation style was, but I mean, it was kind of cool. I gotta go back and finish that. You finished yeah. the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I only watched the first episode. Yeah, I, I really liked the first episode. I watched the whole thing on the way to uh, San Francisco. How many episodes was it? Uh, ten. Oh, like I gotta watch it. Dude, the first episode was yeah. so great because it was so classic, like anime style. Where, yeah. Like, he shows up to save the day and all just gets the power. Like, oh, it's so good. So the only thing I don't like is that it's essentially it's not Ultraman. It's essentially Iron Man, but they call him Ultraman. Yeah. And they but they do tie it into like the original. Ultraman and the Giants and like eh, yeah. okay so like I get it but like I mean it was very cool it was very anime but and you're um, right he's basically yeah. Iron Man yeah I mean it's just basically Iron Man that was one of the biggest problems I had with it but it was cool so exactly like you're saying right so they can do more of these you know kind of shows that we got in the 80s heck I wouldn't mind a new Transformers dude you man I'm so glad you said that because there have been actually I, I just sort of stumbled across this the other day there's actually been, like, a number of Transformers shows that have come out over the past few years, and apparently they're all... I, I gotta watch some of them just to see for myself, but apparently they're all garbage. Really? Like, hot yeah. fucking garbage. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine... I haven't watched anything since Beast Wars. Yeah, and, and Beast, Wars Beast Wars was great! Once Beast Wars changed into, like, the alternate Beast Wars, I stopped watching them. Dude, and that was the most... Can we talk about how infuriating that was? Because right before that happened, like, the catalyst for that was one of the coolest storylines they had ever done, because for, like whatever it was, two seasons, it had just been the Beast, you know, Transformers. Right. There was never any mention made of Cybertron, Optimus Prime, uh, Megatron, Starscream, none of those characters. And then do you remember that story arc towards the end before they made that switch, where I forget how they stumble upon it, but it ends with them finding a downed uh, Autobot ship in the jungle. Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. and the the ape uh, guy, the leader, I forget what Optimus, Optimus it was Primal. Optimus Primal. Optimus Primal. Yeah, Optimus Optimus Primal. Primal. Well, right, but he became he, Optimus right. Primal because he absorbs into the the gorilla. But remember the ending of that scene where he walks into like the ship and there's like a it looks like a mummified Optimus Prime like frozen in his like captain's chair on the ship. Oh, remember man. that? Remember how epic that was? Yeah. And that dude. was such a cool storyline leading up to that. And then they made the switch, and then it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, man, there were so many cool characters. Um, who was the one with the Gatling guns? He was like a, a, a Triceratops or something. Was that what he? No, he was a, a rhino. He was a rhino. He was a rhino. I remember he, had who he was talking Gatling about Gatling guns. That was so. Sweet. Wasn't he just called Rhinox? Wasn't that? Yeah, his name? Rhinox. Yeah. yeah. My favorite so. character was always the was always the two timing Velociraptor. I forget what his name was, but he started the show as a Decepticon, and eventually, and he changed sides like early in the show to the Autobot side. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the same voice actor did him as did. Um, Starscream and oh, be cool. and uh, uh, Cobra Commander. That would be cool. Yeah, I think that I think that's who it was. I'm not sure, but yeah. Anyway, so back to the to the topic at hand. Uh, Netflix, you know, why not do uh, an animated universe from all these awesome '80s cartoons? Yep. You know, you've got so many of them. You know, keep I mean, it up. This, this could be keep it up and keep good directors, keep good people involved. Kevin Smith at the helm of He Man. Yeah, that looks that sounds pretty cool to me. And then, so, so there's been, so the, the whole, the whole show this week is, is news because there's so much news coming out. Yeah, everything. Um, here's the news that I'm most excited about. Casting news out of the MCU for their Disney Plus shows. Okay. Uh, the, the news, the, the, the biggest news, well, let's talk about the crazy news first. Okay. Shia LaBeouf is being rumored <sighs> to play Moon Knight. No. I think this is... Scary perfect. It's so good. Because Moon Knight, 
one of his defining features is that he has like 18 personalities. Shia LaBeouf, there you go. It's, it writes itself. There you and go. The Don't whole... even give him a script. Just let him act to say, hey, yeah. put on this fucking white costume with the hood and a cape and just go beat up these people over there. That, that's it. There's no script. Just, and the thing do, is, just you, be you. <laughs> you. don't know if Moon Knight is crazy or if he actually has, like, powers and stuff. Yeah. Like, you just well, he don't does know. technically have powers, um, but only, well, the original uh, – okay. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. So the original arc of the character, actually, I, I never actually. I'll be honest, I, I never really, st- I never really kept up with his solo series later in in their years because they've been they've been canceled and restarted several times. I read a little bit of the David Finch run back in like the early two thousands, um, so I'm pretty sure they've retconned his character at some point. But his original incarnation uh, was he he gets his powers. From the moon god, Nanshu, which is like K-H-O-A, yeah, Nanshu is his name. And he's like he was like an not like, a, not like an archaeologist, but kinda like one of those type of rich, you know, whatever guys doing rich people shit in Egypt in the desert and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, rich people yeah. shit. And it's like it was a whole like convoluted story where he gets like, you know, he stumbles into this uh this pier or this sphinx or whatever, you know, sure. it's the sphinx of the, the uh the thing of the moon, the temple of the moon god, blah blah blah. And that's where he gets his powers, but early on in his career he could only have his powers at nighttime under like the light of the moon. Yeah, yeah. It was so perfect. Shia LaBeouf is perfect. It was so it's like, dumb. He's just crazy enough to play this character really well. What if it's cloudy out and the moonlight can't get through? Like, what happens? I mean, do you, you have less powers. powers when it's a crescent moon? Are you at full power at full I mean, moon? I, like, you know. it was so ridiculous. It was, <laughs> it was like Power Girl's weakness to wood. Like, it was yeah. so dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> She was the one. There was somebody who was weak to work. Yeah, it was Power Girl. Oh, oh so bad. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think it's perfect. I think it's going to be cool. Can he do the martial arts? I'm sure he can. I'm sure that he wants to do more of an action yeah, movie. He's in shape. I mean, he's and he's done like semi-action movies, right? Like Indiana Jones and others. Oh, I knew you were going to go there. Oh, I hate Shia you. LaBeouf. I hate you. Movie's so bad. Movie's so bad. <laughs> you ever see the YouTube video of him where yeah. he's in an audience watching a play about, yeah, about himself? himself? Yeah, it's probably it's, so a, it's hilarious. It's, it's so absolutely great. hilarious. It's, the it's um, amazing. Uh, he was in, but you know, so as bad as he was in that movie, and I'm not sure that was really his fault. You ever see Fury? Yes, the World War yeah, II the tank World movie? movie. He yeah, was yeah. so good in that. Yeah, he was like good. he was awesome. He was He's good. And then the Transformers movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Anyway, Shia LaBeouf. So Shia LaBeouf. Good for you. Just as... part. <laughs> I, I will watch it. Yeah. I will watch, I it. Will watch it too. Actually, <laughs> just to see what kind of train wreck it is. That's. I'm telling awesome. you. Don't, just don't even give him a script. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, cast is Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Yeah. They're now, they're they're the, wanted. They made her an offer. They made her an offer, and so potentially. Could be either a Young Avengers or does she tie into Hawkeye? So for those of you who don't know, Kate Bishop is uh, Hawkeye's daughter. Um, so eventually in the comic book, she becomes Lady Hawkeye or Hawkeye. Wait, is it his daughter in the comics? I forget. I don't think it's, it's his daughter, daughter in the comics. Is it not his daughter? I don't think so. His daughter also becomes Hawkeye at one point. Yeah, but I don't think Kate Bishop is his daughter. Man, this is so confusing. We don't even understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I never really – I mean I'll be the first to admit I never really read a lot of the Young Avengers stuff. I I tried to get into it and it just – it 
I'm sorry, it just simply wasn't that good. Mm, it had some no. interesting characters, no. for sure. Yeah. Like, Wiccan was a cool character, yeah. um, and, and Stature was yeah. an awesome character. Not really into Hulkling. Yeah, no, Hulkling, mm. his half-scroll thing, yeah. that was dumb. No. Um, and then, like, the one other speedster in the entire Marvel Universe, yeah, who I think speed. was, like, was like Quicksilver's, uh, or yeah. Scarlet Witch's kid, like, it just, the storylines just weren't good. They're, they're, they're great as auxiliary characters. Yeah, it's like, like when they show up in yeah, Secret like Invasion, you know, to, yeah. like, help fight, like, that was cool. Yeah. But for the most part, things. move on. But yeah, so Haley Steinfeld has been offered this role, and I think she's a perfect fit for it. I mean, I think she's a perfect fit, but where do we want to see her? I mean, Hawkeye's not coming out for a very long time, and if she's getting the offer now, it's not going to be, hey, we're going to shoot you in a few years. Here comes the rumor mill. Here okay. comes All the right, rumor mill. All right, what have you heard? What have you heard? So apparently there's a new – I'm sorry, not a new – a Young Avengers show – in development at Disney Plus. Right. Now we already know from San Diego Comic Con for a fact that the Hawkeye show, which will feature Kate Bishop, is not coming out for around two years. But as you said, why would they be offering her this casting part now? They usually don't start casting this early for a TV show that's only going to run for like ten episodes. Right. Why I tell you because before that show comes out, we are going to get a Young Avengers show on Disney Plus. And as much as I didn't care for them in the comics, I think. They'll be fucking sweet in on the big screen. Now, why do you think that? Why do you think that they'll be different on the big screen rather than the comic? Because you don't need to be beholden to the storylines that happened in the comic book. So, for example, okay. you you can easily like you know the 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 Hulkling bit, the fact that he's half scroll yeah, and half scroll. whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's half creep, but whatever it is in, in the comic book, you like it's it's important. To his origin, but only if you're telling a specific story. So you can take one of the most annoying parts about that character, completely remove it without in impacting the story. Just simply don't tell a story that involved the the squirrels, and just make him something else. Make him like an actual Hulkling. He was infected by gamma radiation. Just make him an actual Hulk, just a younger version. Perfectly fine. And you can remove, you know, the. Uh, I mean, you already have stature established in the mcu that's cassie lang that's scott lang's daughter she's already established um so yeah i i think i think you're there the fact that they're not beholden to anything else from the comic books that made the comic book unenjoyable frankly they can just have a blank slate just take the characters keep them as true to their original versions as possible and just brand new and um, yeah but i mean don't you feel that the villains were part of the reason that it wasn't good? The storylines weren't good. I mean, this feels. I mean, it feels like they're they're throwing shit up against the wall yep. and seeing what sticks. Nope, but you're absolutely right, and I'll tell you I'll tell you exactly what they can do. Here's here's the thing. So you're right. The villains in their comic books were not good because they were trying to do that thing where they were trying to create new villains for them to fight. Right, and the only cool one was Kang. Right. Right. And and none of it none of it really yeah the young Kang right. And aside from that, none of that really stuck. But in the MCU, you don't have that problem because they don't have – they don't necessarily need to create a new villain. They can just bring <laughs> an existing villain into the fold to get that appeal for the show. And I'll tell you what they should do. One of the most brilliant ways to introduce the Young Avengers would be to bring back Ultron. Have them be the ones – that discover that Ultron survived the events of his demise by, you know, backing up into a heart, into a server somewhere like he always does, how he always survives, and have them discover Ultron, and that be the vi the villain in their series. Wow, that's brilliant. I mean, 
David Spader would definitely do it. James like, Spader, but or yes. James Spader, sorry. <laughs> you come on. He's in a fusion with James Spader and, and David, David Spader. Spade. Sorry. <laughs> that was great, David Spader. Pouring my <laughs> second bottle of bourbon. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Um, yeah, no. I think that uh, James Spader would, would be willing to do it 100%. and do the voice acting. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just an easy way. So, yeah, so, so the bottom line here, the reason why I think Young Avengers could be good is that they, they don't need to be really beholden to anything from the comic books except some pieces of the source material where um, they have uh, uh, the, the character, like, Origins of One. I mean, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy in the comic books up until the movie came out, for the most part, was a completely different crew of people. Yeah. It didn't have Drax, it didn't have Star, or it didn't have Rocket. They had completely different. Yeah. Um. So and look how well that worked out. Yeah. I think they can do it. Yeah. I think I think that they leave out some of the crappier characters. Leave out Hulkling. Like I know that. Yeah. You need Hulk. your Hulk character and it makes the storyline more interesting, but you don't need your Hulk character. Yeah. Get you rid have, of him. You get rid of Hulkling. He was so terrible. I mean, keep Wiccan, keep Speed. I like the Speed. Yeah, keep Wiccan, Speed. I forget. I feel bad that I forget the the name of the, the Captain America yeah. kid. I forget his name too. <laughs> Whatever, he sucks. They all suck. I hate him. <laughs> I really am not. I was all excited to hear that Haley Seinfeld was being cast as Kate Bishop, and then thought about Young Avengers, and I was like, well, that sucks. Well, at the very least, we'll, we know that if they. I'm assuming they'll keep the same actress. We at least know she'll do yeah. a good job. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe she'll show up in something else. We'll get lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. What else is on our list there? So, oh, Spider-Man. We didn't talk about Spider-Man yet. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about this for more than like three seconds because it's so infuriating. Yeah. Sony announced that officially now um, Spider-Man will cross over with Venom. Yay! And Morbius. Boo! Ooh. That's all I want to say about it. It's fucking <laughs> Morbius. This movie's going to be so fucking stupid. I Wait, do not Matt, like... Oh. Didn't you know it's Jared Leto? Fuck you. <laughs> 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 fucking Jared. Is yeah. it Leto or Leto? Leto. Leto. Who the fuck cares? Jared Leto. Oh, God. I, oh, this is like the word... Oh. Yeah. If they try to make Morbius into like a franchise-defining character, it it's not going to work. It's not going to work, it Sony. He's just not that interesting of a character. I don't like, care. He's a vampire. Ooh. Yeah. And I know they think they've got some like big win with Jared Leto because he's always oh, Jared Leto and his character. It's not going to be good. It's going yeah. to be so bad. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway. Fuck you, Sony. Yeah, fuck you, Sony. Oh, and uh, obviously Matrix 4. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Matrix 4 is happening. Okay. Where the fuck are they going to go with this movie? I uh, man, especially after the last one. <laughs> like, would it be great if they just restarted it like they always prophesize in the movie? Like when the architect talks about how he's like the fourth or the the 15th, you know, the one or whatever. Would it be great if they just like basically remade the first Matrix with a whole new cast of characters, a whole new Neo-type character coming out as the one. Like, just troll the shit out of everybody. And then you have Neo meet Neo. And yeah. Then, like, you, the, the one that, like, runs everything. I wasn't going to go that far, but I was just going to say just troll. Well, I was going to say just troll the shit out of everybody. Just literally remake the Matrix shot because the Matrix, is, <laughs> the Matrix is resetting itself like it did. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
I mean, not the worst thing I've ever heard. But I like that idea, actually, of, of doing my troll idea, but actually having him, the new Neo, let's call yeah. him, meet the old meet Neo. the old one? That would be so cool, Because then it comes full circle. Then you yeah. realize what's going on. Yeah, they've broken the cycle now. Right, now they've, they've broken, broken the cycle. cycle. Right, it's showing him breaking the cycle. Whoa. 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 <laughs> 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 I, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Dude, that's actually a really good yeah, idea. It'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be a pretty cool idea. I did also, it's happening. I have no idea. I Is Yun Wo Ping doing the fight choreography again? Probably no not. idea. He's, I mean, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. There was an old man then. Doubt it. Is he alive? I no. did hear that only one of the Wachowski um, sisters is returning for this movie. Wachowski people, but yes. Personally. Oh, God, I almost spit out my bourbon. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, man, I... I Oh. No, they're they're women. It's Lana and Larry, Lana and Lori, Lana and uh, I don't know if that's how they identify themselves. So let's not classify. <laughs> fucking, I fucking hate. I fucking they're just hate people. You. They're just people. people. Yeah. The Wachowski people. The Wachowski persons. Anyway, only one half of the Wachowski duo is returning apparently, as of right now. Yes. Which I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's like a. Oh, okay thing or is that a bad thing should be concerned uh, I don't know so I saw a movie recently called uh, Mercury Ascending and it was made sure it's by not Mercury Rising no there's Jupiter Ascending I think Mercury, Mercury no. Rising which is the one with uh, with Mila Kunis I oh that's Jupiter that's Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending right yeah not Mercury, Mercury Ascending, ascending. We which gotta, one was it we gotta look which it planet was we it got, <laughs> on the big board cut this part out we got no, we're definitely keeping this part we're definitely keeping uh, this part sometimes you guys get a chance to yeah. see the behind the scenes of ready set review jupiter ascending yeah jupiter ascending that and, was, that's exactly what i said and what you say ascending. yeah and mars mars rising was a tv series oh was it with william shatner whoa oh. that's sweet yeah jupiter, jupiter ascending. ascending wait you actually watched that movie i, so I, I, I want to watch this how how so bad is it tell me this was a movie by the wachowski persons and that's right it was yeah yeah and it was post personages demorphing didn't it have Channing Tatum in it too yes Emilia Kunis and it was terrible (laughs) it was so bad like beyond bad it got to the point where it actually is hilariously bad because Channing Tatum is wearing this like ridiculous makeup the whole time oh god and it's hilarious and the movie makes zero sense it is. It doesn't follow any kind of linear story. It jumps all over the place. It has some action scenes, but the action scenes are ridiculous, don't make any sense, and, like, are overly done. Like, it's just... It's, like, the most insane, absurd movie I've ever seen. And they actually... I remember I remember now when this came out. So when, when that came out, Channing Tatum was, like, hitting it really big with a few things. Like right. 21 so it was really and a bonus. And they per- they delayed the release of that movie because they knew it was bad. Yeah. And they didn't want that to like they delayed it like a whole year or something, I think. Like mm-hmm. I remember reading about that now because it was so awful and they knew it was bad. They didn't want to like <laughs> like damage their careers because it was so terrible. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch it. I now. mean you definitely have to watch it, but if one of the Wachowski persons are on this film 
I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm not excited. I'm sorry. Keanu Reeves seems to just, like, I don't know if he's, like, hurting for money, but he's just reaching out and he's just grabbing everything that's available to him. I think he's just, like, like a, all of a sudden, like, we've had the, the Keanu It's a rebirth. Songs, yeah, right? it's a you rebirth, know? man. I So here's, here's the only thing that I think would legitimately make this movie good is, like, don't necessarily call it, well, for, they probably won't call it Matrix 4 at the end of the day, but just there's so much more in that universe they've established to explore. Just forget about the core characters and go tell a different story. Just like they did with the Animatrix. Like, in the Animatrix was fucking dope. Yeah. Like, so great. The Animatrix, but they all tied into the main story. That was the whole cool well, thing about so, Animatrix. True, okay. It's so just, it's, Same thing with the video games. The yeah. video games tied into the movies, and it made the movie much better. That's also true. So like maybe both, then... If, if you watch the second movie, it's not that great. The third movie is complete garbage. Yeah. But the second movie... I really enjoyed because I played Enter the Matrix, the video game, yeah. and because I watched the Animatrix. I because totally it tells much agree. more of a complete story that way. I completely agree on so many levels. I remember yeah. playing Enter the Matrix, and I was like, remember how they had actual movie film scenes that weren't in the movie but yeah. in the game? Yeah, that was so awesome. Yeah, and it, it was, was so with, great. And the same actors, yeah, were the characters in the movie voice acted them in the video in the game. show, yeah, or in, in the game, yeah. yeah. It was so yeah, it was good. And yeah, and the Animatrix, yeah, you're right. One of the things that did make the Animatrix great was not just the stories, but the fact that they all connected to the main story. Right. So yeah, maybe that's not the best way to go. Which is where Mouse came from. Right. Yep. Uh, Mouse was the kid that Keanu Reeves saves in Animatrix. And you learn how uh, – one of my favorite ones was how you, you learn where at the beginning of the movie when they get that – or no, was it the end of the movie? Whoever, okay. whoever, whichever one was where they get that message that was dropped in the mailbox right. by the chick yeah, with yeah. the blindfold, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I forget what message that was. Like, you learn where that comes from. Like, it's right. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Matrix 4. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, we don't know any other details about it right now other than just the fact that it's happening. Apparently, um, I have not heard that Lawrence Fishburne has signed on, but I have heard that Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss have signed back on to reprise their roles. Um, so, you know, take that for what you will. We literally have no clue where they're going with this. Because it's been, what, 12 years since the final Matrix movie? 13 years? Yeah, I think so. I think when did it come out? Like, 07, 08, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because I remember the first one was 99. Oh, wait, maybe it was even before 07, 08. Maybe it was earlier yeah. than that. Maybe, I think it might have been. Maybe it was like 05. Yeah, maybe... I forget now. It's been, it's maybe been so even, long. Maybe even 03. Yeah, it's it been so been, long. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, well, oh, that's all we'll say about that one because yeah. uh, we don't know what else to think. Um, so we're going to leave you with this last. <laughs> what? Dude, that was just, I don't know. It was just funny. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to leave you with this last <laughs> bit of news because um, it's been a news-heavy episode. And this is something that we both find fucking hilarious. Uh, so the band Tool. I'll be the first oh, to admit man. I was never a huge Tool fan. I always liked them, but I'm not like a like a diehard Tool fan like I, like some people I know are. I've always liked them though. They have not released an album in 13 years. Right. 13 years. Now Tool is just one guy. No, Tool is like four guys. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. What what? What am I thinking of? I have no fucking idea what you're thinking of. Isn't there a band that's like, he plays all the, the music behind the scenes and it's like Trent Reznor or something like that? Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, mm, there it is. But even then, I don't think Trent, I think Trent Reznor has a band behind him. 
Uh, that, no. I, that I honestly don't know. Okay. Don't quote me on that. But I know for a fact that Tool is a band of individuals. Right. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Obviously, music is <laughs> not my strongest suit. So they haven't released an album in, I think it was 13 years. So to put okay. that into perspective, 13 years ago, Taylor Swift was, what, 10? Something like that? Maybe. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah. So the album is coming out. And it's projected, or maybe it already has, uh, to take the number one spot on the Billboard charts and unseat Taylor Swift from the current number one spot. Why is that funny, you ask? Because Taylor Swift fans, Swifties, I think they're called, oh, the uh, Swifties. are having like oh, a fucking so heart attack on Twitter and trying to do everything they can to te- keep Taylor Swift's album in the top spot. And even more funny than that is that they have no idea who Tool is. Like, who the fuck? They're thinking, like, who the fuck is this band that is coming out and unseating my Taylor Swift from the number one spot? It's a band that was out probably before they were even born. Yep. And I just find this hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, it's it's just so delicious. It's just like, yum, it's yum, so yum, good. yum, 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 This is yum. great meme circulating now with its, uh, its Maynard James Keenan photoshopped onto Thanos' uh, face. Right. And then it's Taylor Swift being dusted. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, my God. So uh, I guess i got to go listen to the new Tool album now. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, and, and maybe the new Nine Inch Nails album, because that's I what I thought it was. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they've been together for a very long time. Uh, it's only one guy. He hasn't been together with himself. oh god well anyway as always true reviewers go follow us on instagram go subscribe on soundcloud and spotify more to come soon i promise thanks for listening thanks for uh, being here with us and staying with us through our journey of discovery here in ready set review it's been a good one it has been a good good one one. yeah so uh you know you know the drill more coming go like go comment don't tell us your opinion because you're all idiots and as always stay tuned true reviewers